Hi everyone. Welcome to Ultimate Awesomeness Podcast. To here today is just gonna be me. So yeah, it's gonna be just me here. I got a lot of news to go through, so today's gonna be a whole bunch of comic book news. I'm gonna be discussing the solo movie. And I'm gonna be talking about comic books that came out on the week of May twenty third and May thirtieth. I'll do June 6th and June 13th on the next podcast. So I guess you guys can look forward to what comic books I've read during that those two weeks. So yeah, let's go start with the comic book news. The first comic book news I'm be talking about is the sequel to Wonder Woman news. There's been a lot. There's been a couple of details going so far, and. Is I, I I did say the last podcast that was set in the 1980s, and it seemed like they choosing 1984. They did show the costume for Wonder Woman, and I noticed that her costume was more of a sleekish, casual kind of look. I think they're trying to go for the, I guess, 80s style, and it looks, it looks the same as the first Wonder Woman's costume, but. It looks more, it looks less detailed as the first one, and I'm kind of a bit disappointed because I liked it, the the detail that they had in the first one, and this one looks like more of a casual look, and the skirt looks more slimmer. I don't know why they're going in that direction, but I guess it's the '80s style kind of thing, so I guess they want to go look look more like an '80s type style for the costume. They also have a picture of Cheetah. Her before she was Cheetah, Barbara Minerva, and she is an archaeologist, which is interesting. They've got, I guess, they are gonna do her origin stories exactly like the comic books, so that's pretty good. I liking that. I just want to see how Kristen Wiig will look like when she as she is Cheetah. I can't wait to see that. I also found out that Steve Trevor is in the movie as well. And that seems kind of interesting. There's no details of why he's in the movie, but I don't know. I'm curious to see what that is. And it's kind of weird because I remember in Justice League, she did mention about Steve Trevor being dead. So I don't know. It's like, does he die twice now? Or I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest. We'll see what's going to, what this movie may hold in the future. I really don't know, but I'm kind of glad Steve Trevor is back. I'm hoping he is he's, is actually back. I don't know if it's going to be an illusion or something, but it's interesting to see because I didn't like that Steve Trevor died in the first one. I was hoping for him to stay alive, and I wanted to see something. I want to see the relationship develop, so maybe this would be the chance for me to see that. So I'm kind of happy for that. Okay, and the next news I'm going to be talking about is the U.S. government has approved Disney buying Fox. And they also have improved AT&T buying Time Warner. Now, Disney can officially buy Fox. And AT&T can buy Time Warner. I'm going to be kind of positive about this. I know some people are haven't been, I don't know. They haven't been that much positive about this, but um, 
I think it's pretty much okay for this to happen, to be honest. Because Fox wasn't uh, normally a good business. I really don't like the way Fox handles things. Especially with their movies and their TV shows. They cancel them very quickly. And the movies were never that great. Besides, like, from maybe, like... Fox is just not a great company. That's all I have to say. And I'm glad that Disney will have the chance to take over them. Because they'll be open to more opportunities to have these movies these franchises from from the movie side and the TV side to actually grow and maybe things will be handling better when Disney is has taken when Disney takes over Fox to be honest with you guys I don't know where you guys get this from but these things are not a monopoly I don't know where you guys get this from I think you guys confused don't even know what the definition of monopoly is. I know some people have gotten confused about that. Monopoly is when there's no competition whatsoever. When everything has been brought. It's basically like the Monopoly game. If you guys don't pay attention to the rules of the Monopoly game. Then I don't know where you guys getting this information from. Be a bit more informative when these things happen. But um, yeah. it's It's not a monopoly. It's just... Companies buying bigger comp, a big companies buying other big companies. That's all that's happening. That's the reason why the government approved these because these are not monopolies. I really don't know where people get this from. They need to be more. You people need to be more informed about that. Anyway, I don't know how I feel about the AT and T buying WB because I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I because this is more of a phone company buying you know a media a media conglomerate company there isn't there isn't that much they have in common with those these two companies and I don't know what's going to go on I have more knowledge on what's going to happen with Disney and Fox because because it's much more easier Disney and Fox are both media conglomerates and it's just Disney taking over the Fox properties and they're, they're going to take with the channel and they're gonna, there's going to be different, I guess, I'm not sure, but everybody's going to be let go from Fox pretty much. And Disney's going to have a full takeover, but I'm not so sure about AT&T buying WB because, or Time Warner because... I don't think everyone's going to lose their jobs because there isn't no, there is nothing in common that AT&T and Time Warner actually has. So AT&T could actually take over probably when not with much people losing their jobs or whatever. I don't think everyone's going to lose their jobs. I think things are still going to be planned maybe. I think because I'm pretty sure everything that DC has planned for WB with WB Everything that WB has planned with DC properties, I think, are going to stay the same. Like CW and all that other stuff is probably going to stay the same. I really don't know the full details of that, but it looks like it's going to be okay. And I think this will be a great thing, to be honest. I think it's something these companies buying each other have something to look forward to, especially with Disney and Fox, because now we have the... X-Men and 
Fantastic Four universe back to Marvel, and maybe you could be put into the MCU and get rid of the X Men universe because it has so many plot holes and ugh, it's a mess. And I don't, I don't necessarily like the X Men. What Fox had did with X Men, I really don't a positive heart to that. I really, I think it's it's not very well done. I'm not a big fan of Legion or The Gifted on TV properties and. And I don't, I guess I wouldn't care about those properties to get and the end of getting rid of those. And Mar- MCU, the Marvel decides to just completely reboot the X Men into the MCU. The only thing I really care about is Deadpool. And I think Deadpool could find his, I think Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool can find his way to to MCU. I think they can do something about that. I just hope that's the only property they actually keep. Everything else could just go away. I really don't care about it. I really don't know what's going to happen when... I know Aliens and Predator are published by Dark Horse. And I don't know if they could actually make the move Alien and Predator to Marvel. That would be interesting to see. What happens with that? And it's the second time that Dark Horse had to give up their license to Marvel with the Star Wars. So it's just interesting how this will take place maybe in the future. So the next news I want to talk about is Sony has casted Jared Leto as Morbius for the Morbius film. I don't know how I feel about this because I really didn't like Jared Leto. As a Joker that much. It was kind of. It was very minor. So it's kind of hard to judge. It wasn't all that great to be honest. With that, what I saw from there. In Suicide Squad. I think he. I'm not sure if he'll do an okay job. I have to wait and see. How he would do. Uh, I'm interested to see what this movie would be like. I. Because I do like Morbius a lot in the comic books. He's one of my favorite characters. I like to see what Sony would do with him. I was, I'm hoping, I'm hoping these Sony movies are actually good, to be honest, because I would like to eventually see them in the MCU, and it'll be kind of disappointing that that once again, <laughs> it'll be disappointing these movies are not successful, and they end up rebooting the whole thing again. And this is like, oh, another reboot. I just don't know how these movies are going to go. And there's also another movie that Sony has also developing, is which is Silk. One of the spider female characters are going to have their own film. I think, I think this is pretty interesting that Silk is going to have her own movie. Because I actually do like the character. In the comic books, she's pretty interesting, and I didn't—I wasn't aware that Silk was in the in Spider-Man: Homecoming, and she was also in Avengers: Infinity War. I didn't know that. All this actress, Tiffany Espin, has been in these two movies. I really didn't know—I didn't really notice her, and I might have to watch the movies again to actually see where she was in in these movies so yeah this is pretty interesting i think because that means that this could this movie can be somewhat 
connected to the actual MCU. And this is interesting, I think, to see that this character is probably different from Venom and Morbius or Silver and Black because this character is already in the MCU and she's going to have her own movie for Sony. So she might be interconnected with that, with just like Sp- uh, Spider-Man is. So this is kind of interesting to see the interesting thought of this. I have to see what's what this will develop to. I think this. I just think this would be an interesting movie. I really like Silk as a character, and I have to see what they would do with this movie. Let's go to the next one. There's nothing else much to say. The next thing I'll be talking about is apparently with the comic book X Force, not X Force, Weapon X is getting a new lineup. It's gonna have it's gonna have a new lineup. Apparently, it's gonna have Sabretooth, Domino. And they used to have strike on the from the previous team. And they're also gonna have Mystique and Omega Red. So that's pretty interesting. I'm really not so sure about this. I really haven't been liking this particular series. So I don't know how this will do. Because the thing that really turned off the interest for me on this series was that that Greg Pack has all these X, these Weapon X characters and these are characters that are known for killing and they were into these storylines where they couldn't kill and it was just getting really annoying. I just didn't like the book and I had to drop it because it wasn't really... They weren't doing what they're supposed to be doing which is actually killing criminals and they are... It wasn't as gory as you would think. It's just... The characters act really out of character, and there's a fight between Sabretooth and Wolverine because they don't agree on the same terms, and it just gets a little annoying, and it's just, ugh. It was not a good series, and I just didn't like it. And I don't know if this new team direction would actually make the book better. Apparently, Old Man Logan and Warpath are leaving the group. There's no reason why yet. It's going to have to wait and see. It's going to debut August 15 with... Weapon X number 22. The team looks interesting, but I'm not sure the book is going to be pretty good with this, to be honest, because I haven't been liking Weapon X. It wasn't a really good series, and I kind of dropped it a while ago. So yeah, I really don't know how to feel about this. Next up, I'm going to be discussing is... Okay, the next book I want to talk about is DC Heroes in Crisis. It's a new event that's going to happen around September. It's about, I mean, it's by Tom King. It's going to be about, let's see, the synopsis here says, okay, this is what, these are the deets, this is the details. There's a new kind of crisis facing the heroes of the DC Universe, ripped from the real world headlines by CI operative turned comic books, comic books writer, Tom King, how does a superhero handle PTSD? Welcome to the sanctuary in ultra, ultra secret hospital for, for 
for superheroes who's been traumatized by crime fighting and classic combat. But reads the description. But something goes incredibly wrong when many patients wind up dead. With two well-known operators as a prime suspect, Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. It's up to the DC Trinity of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman to escape. But can they get the job done in the face of overwhelming opposition? I think this is pretty interesting. I really like that Harley Quinn is part of this event. And I think she's perfect for this because she is a psychologist and... She will know how to deal with superheroes in this type of crisis when they're having PTSD and not feeling well because of of being heroes, being everyday superheroes and the things that you go through. And it's just kind of disheartening. And it's interesting to see this perspective. And I never, I don't think we actually see much of it. We probably have, but there isn't too much about that. And I noticed. I know that this is be interesting because Tom King was a CIA operative, and maybe he's done dealt with military um, people have gone through PTSD, and it's just interesting to see how that can compare with superheroes going through these similar things. And I would like to see more of that. And I'm not sure. Because I am kind of positive about this, but there's also some negative things about this because I really don't like Tom King writing Batman currently. It's just uh, he writes characters. He writes characters out of character. It's just not cutting it for me. And um, I don't know if he's going to do well in this because he struggles with writing characters. And I think he needs to do a little bit more research with DC characters and get to know their characters more. Instead of just making it all flashy and repetitive dialogue. And it's just... He's just not going on who these characters are. He's depending too much on his poetic writing and the actual characters in the book. And it's kind of disappointing for me. So I'm just hoping that he does well in this book. And I think he can do the job, hopefully. Do the job well done, hopefully. And I don't know how I'm going to feel about Booster Gold. Because Booster Gold was written really badly out of character when he was in Batman. It was just really terrible. How he just saves Bruce Wayne's parents and it's just uh, it doesn't make any sense because in Superman he was talking about the consequences of changing time it's just and it would be stupid for him to even think of okay let me just make more consequences of ripping the timeline just for a gift for Batman it just this didn't, this didn't work it was just really bad and I just don't know how I'm going to feel about this. That now Booster goes to be in this event too. So I, I'm hoping for it to be good. I don't know if it will be. There's a lot of interesting things. And they also have Clay Man as an artist. I love his art. I think the book will be done artistically good maybe. And I don't know. I just hope that this book actually is good because it's an interesting concept. And I'd like to see what they would do with it. Okay. Now the next 
news I want to talk about is Lucifer being picked up by Netflix. So yeah, I'm really excited. Netflix picked up Lucifer. I'm really, really excited when I saw this news. And um, I'm happy for it. I'm interested in what's going to happen. How they're going to do I did hear they will do... I think... Wait, I actually read they guys actually do 10 episodes. I did remember reading that. And they said that they're going to be released all at once. I do remember those details. That seems to be interesting. I mean, I really like it. Um, hoping to see what happens on that after that cliffhanger they just they had in that season. And I'm really excited for it. And this is going to be fun. And I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, I really like what's what was going on there. And I'm hoping to see the continuation. I really want to see Azrael, that that character that was in the in those two episodes that they aired in, in May. And I like to see that story develop a little bit more. I really excited for this and there'll be that means that there'll be less fillers, which I will like to see less fillers because the third season was kind of the weakest season because it had too many fillers and it was it was focusing way too much on the romantic thing, on the romance. And I did like what they did with the romance. I did what it I did like what it led up to this this season. And I'm hoping that they'll do a little bit less on that and focus more on the supernatural stuff. And I don't know how the budget will align with this, but. I'm interested to see where it will go and what they will take with this. So hopefully we'll see what happens now that Flix has Lucifer and see what they'll do with it. So yeah, the next thing I want to talk about is Invincible, the animated series is coming to Amazon, which is interesting. I never actually read Invincible. I still have to check it out. I know it ended, so... I might have to check it out in the next, maybe next year or so. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. It's going to be a one hour format, which is interesting. And that means more stories will actually be developed. It won't be 20 minutes, which is, it's not bad to have 20 minutes, but you can't really put much in that. And I like that. It's actually be almost like an hour. So it'll be like a TV series. But animated. Which is pretty interesting. I'd like to see that. As it develops. It said Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley would actually be part of this. Which is interesting. I do like that original creators of the series will be part of this. That means they will actually do whatever they want. Take it to heart on... And maybe it'll be very close to the comic book at um, the comic books. And you never know if this will be <laughs> a different adaptation. So who knows? So I'm really looking forward to this. And I hope this things will go great for this t- um, animated TV series. I also want to talk about oh, a few comic books that are coming out. There's Journey to the Mystery with the original Nick Fury. This will be a one-shot called Bertha Kuroka, 
which is pretty interesting. I would like to see what happens here. It's about the origin story of the Living Island, and it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be the Halloween Commandos, and it seems like a pretty interesting stuff. I mean, it's gonna be written by Dennis Hopeless and artists. Your brain more set plan, me fan. So, yeah, this is an interesting thing, and I like to see what they will take with this. I like to, because Karaoke never had actual origin story. I'm not sure I'm saying the name right, so you can correct me if you want to. But um, yeah, it's just I never actually seen the origin story of that. Living Island, and it's interesting to actually see that here. Hopefully, this will actually be a good series, um, a good one shot. So, I'll see what happens with this. It seems like a very interesting story. And the next one is Secret Agent Deadpool, a comicsology exclusive from Marvel. It's gonna be, it's gonna be about Deadpool being a uh, American super spy to. On a mission to stop a deadly terrorist agency called Gorgon, which is it's gonna be he's gonna fight Gorgon. I think that's I don't think to be a yeah. I think that's what the whole story is about, and I think it'll be a fun mini series. I think it's only gonna be a six. It's gonna be six issues by weekly series by Chris Hastings, drawn by Sylvia Espin and. Matt Yaki doing the colors and covered by David Nakamiya Yama and I think this would be interesting it's gonna it's gonna be fun I think I do like Chris Hashings from Gwenpool he had a good run on that and I'm really looking forward to this so it might be fun next one I'm gonna be talking about is there's gonna be two new crossovers with let me see with Batman and the Max which is pretty interesting and there's also gonna be Transformers with Star Trek which is another interesting one and so yeah they both gonna have a crossover this will be a Batman and the Max one which is pretty interesting it's gonna be five issues it's going to be written by Sam Keith. So, yeah. It's going to be really fun. You will write it and draw it. So, I'll see how this is. I never actually read Max. I know what Max is. I know... I've, I've, I did see a little bit of the cartoon when I was younger. I really don't much... I don't remember much detail of it, but... I really am looking to see what this is all about. And see how fun it will be I'll see how this works out I think I'm looking forward to this and it seems like they're gonna merge the two it's gonna be Max and Gotham it's gonna be Arkham's newest patient so it's interesting to see what's gonna happen with that I'd definitely like to see the interactions that the Max and the Bat- and Batman is gonna have now over to Transformers and Star Trek. It looks like a more of a cartoonish kind of style. It looks like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, which is interesting, I guess. They guess they want to keep it 80s style. And I like to see what goes on in here. They are going 
they're gonna have the 1973 Star Trek animated series and the original 1984 Transformers uh, Transformers show. I I really don't know much. I didn't realize that there is a Star Trek animated series. I'm not really that familiar with it. I never actually saw it, so I forgot that it kind of existed. So. I've seen it before. I've seen some pictures of it and maybe some little video clips, but I really don't know much about it. It's it's interesting that they're gonna go in that direction. They wanna cross over with the cartoons, so we'll see what happens with that. And what's odd is that they have Windblade in there, which she's in the new Transformer cartoons. Not the old ones, which is kind of weird that she's already there. She's there. So, whatever. I guess they just throw her in there for some reason. But I think this would be kind of fun. It would be more like probably like Scooby-Doo team up where it was more of a comedy focus. So, I'll see how I'll see how fun how fun this will be. This would be interesting. Okay, next I'm going to be talking about is is these comic books that are getting canceled late? Cyborg Sally has gotten canceled, and I'm kind of really disappointed about that. I really was liking the last issue I read, like Cyborg number 23. Marvel Woman was actually doing a pretty good job, and it's kind of sad they only got to write like three issues, and that was not a lot of that wasn't. I mean that's not fun for me. I mean I was I was having a lot of fun with these with these issues and I was hoping that that I could see more and see the story develop and it just sucks that I got left on a cliffhanger and I was looking forward to it. I was really happy to see Cyborg have a good fire writer finally because the last good writer they had was I mean he had was David Walker and after that it just went to crap and it's kind of disappointing that cyborg finds a good writer after 20 something issues and it doesn't even they don't even finish the storyline which is kind of disappointing i was looking really forward to it it's about it was really about cyborg fighting ninjas i mean robotic ninjas and samurais or something like that and it was like having like some transformer thing, like they would be in a they would be in a mech suit, and it was pretty interesting. I, I was like, I was like, I was liking what how they went with it, and I was hoping to see more about it. So it's kind of disappointing. We won't see too much. We won't see that at all. So it's kind of disappointing. And the next other two series that's gonna end is X Men Blue and X Men Gold. I really didn't, didn't like X Men Blue. It's all, it was eh, it was okay. I don't know, but it seems like Colin Bun did not know these characters really well, and the stories were not really developing well. They just always been rushed, and just did not like this particular series. I kind of I dropped it. It wasn't really good for me. I was more into X Men Gold. I really did like X Men Gold a lot. Mark Guggenheim and he did bring a lot of characters from the new X-Men team he did develop characters that you don't normally see all the time 
like the younger characters and I like seeing more of the younger X-Men characters. They're they don't you don't see much of them, so it's like it's always a great opportunity to actually see these characters being developed and being the plot lines and talking and interacting, fighting. It's just fun to actually see those characters live. And it was fun with that. I there's one thing I am kind of disappointed about is that spoiler alert that you know I found out I haven't read the issue yet that Colossus and Kitty doesn't get married. So this is kind of disappointing. Built all this hype once again. It feels like Jane Thor from Jane Foster. They build up all this hype for it not to even happen. It's like ugh disappointing and i find out that rogue and gambit is actually be the ones getting married so that's interesting i mean i do like that they're gonna get married i mean that's what i wanted after reading kelly Thompson's series and that was pretty fun i will i like to see more of them and i'm glad that they're gonna have their own series called mr and mrs x with kelly thompson and that's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to reading that. But I'm kind of sad that X-Men Gold is going to end. And I'm thinking maybe the cells weren't going well. Nobody. Probably that's why they, Colossus and Kitty Pride are not getting married. Because probably it didn't do well in cells. It didn't really build up in terms of cells. And maybe it's like, ah. Uh, Maybe no one actually cares about this wedding, so does not let these characters get married. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was, and it's you can actually see that these two series are ending. So we'll see what happens with these books, and see how they end. I wonder if the X Men. I know they could. They have extermination, and I wonder what's gonna happen with that. Now that maybe they'll stay in the future, in the present time, or go back in the past. So who knows what will happen. So yeah, X-Men Gold and Blue number 36 are both ending. So we'll see what happens with those titles. Hopefully they'll be good. And another series that's ending... I noticed in the Marvel solicits is Paul um, Star Wars Paul Dameron number thirty one is to be the that's gonna be the final issue of the series. So yeah, the Paul Dameron is actually gonna end, and that's kind of disappointing. I really like this series. It's kind of sad that that this series is canceled. We're gonna see Black Squadron's last mission. We'll see what happens. They said it's gonna be. In this final chapter of Hold Down Run series, we'll see what may be Black Squadron's last mission is a desperate attempt to find the allies for General Leia Organa. This made it the res- this the resistance has been one heck of a ride, but all these stories come to an end must come to an end. So yeah, I actually had a lot of fun with the series. Hold Down Run was a great great character. It's very I like his comedy personality he's very funny and he's a very fun loving character he gets real cocky but he's very charming kind of a guy and I did like a lot of the characters in this book and it was really nice to see the 
Black Squadron actually develop into these comic in these comic books. Because you really don't see them that often. You didn't really get that much developed from them in the movies. Especially in the second one. I don't think the Black Squadron was really there in that scene. When it was in that movie that much. There was only like in the first 10 minutes that was there. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. How it would end. So yeah. I'm kind of sad about it. But we'll see what happens. And now, I want to talk about, uh, apparently this will be Marvel's Warped, which is a, this will be part of the Infinity event that's been happening lately with, with Marvel, which I haven't been liking, but I'm interested to see what this will be. Apparently, all these heroes will be fused together. And this will be a whole bunch of one shots. They're gonna have Iron Man with Thor, Iron Man and Thor matchup as Iron Hammer, Captain America, Doctor Strange as Soldier Supreme. So I saw they also have Spider Man and Moon Knight, and then they have uh, Scarlet Witch with X Two Three. They have Black Panther with Ghost Rider, and. The designs look pretty cool. I like what the designs they came up with. They're very interesting. I like to see how it would go. I don't know if it's gonna be good books. I don't. I hope that they would be, but I haven't been really liking the Infinity event. I don't know how well I feel about this. So they said so far they only have the Iron Hammer that's written by Al Al Ewing, art by Ramos Vosanas, and covered by her. Roberto Ramos. And the Soldier Supreme, which is written by Jerry Duggan, art by Adam Cooper, and the covers by Roberto Ramos, and that one as well. I don't know what the other one's gonna be, but I'll see what happens. I really do think this is interesting. It's more of a callback to the Amalgam universe, you know, with Marvel and DC, so it's interesting what they will do with here. I'm looking forward to this. I want to see how it'll be. So yeah, the next one I want to talk about is actually DC is talk is launching 100 page Walmart exclusives on you know comic books to Walmart. I thought this is kind of interesting. They're gonna have a Batman, Superman, and Teen Titans and Justice League one, which is pretty interesting. I mean. I really like what what this is going to be. I think this is could work really well. They're going to have mostly the stories that be featuring Jimmy Palmati, Amanda Connor, Dan Jurgens, Tim Seeley, and Bendis is going to be on this as well. And also going to be doing Batman. And they also going to feature a whole bunch of issue number ones and um, from other series. This is pretty interesting. I think I think it's going to bring more people to reading comic books. And I'm hoping that I could actually get these comic books in my local Walmart. It's funny to even say that. <laughs> I never thought there actually can be comic books sold in Walmart. I'm interested how this will be. And I really want to see Bendis as um, writing Batman because I really like what he's been doing with Man of Steel 
It's been pretty fun. I really been liking that series. I'm hoping to see more of this. It seems like it'll be fun and maybe it will bring a success for DC and Walmart. So who knows? Now I want to talk about the TV news that's been going on lately with apparently Kesley Grammer is going to be in talks to be the chief in Doom Patrol, which is pretty interesting. I really think that he can play the role really well since he was Beast in X-Men. And he did play a very good role in X-Men 3, even though X-Men 3 was terrible. He was pretty decent in that movie. And I would like to see him play as the chief. This would be interesting. I think he pulled it off really well. And it's kind of like a calling to X-Men with Professor X. You know, it's pretty interesting to see that happen. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I've been reading about the series regulars for CW shows. I heard, I read that Brainiac is going to be a regular. Brainiac 5 is going to be a regular for Supergirl. Elongated Man is going to be a regular for The Flash. And Cecile is going to be a regular for Flash. It's also going to be Monel is leaving the show. There's also, yeah, apparently Nora, Nora Allen is also going to be a series regular. Kid Flash is leaving and it seems like, I mean, Wynn is also going to be only in a, a recurring character. He's only being in a few episodes of Supergirl. He's not going to be a series regular anymore. And how I feel about all that is, it's, I guess it's interesting. I really like to see... If Brainiac 5 is going to have a relationship with Supergirl. And I don't know if that's going to develop into something. Because they were in relationship in the comic books. I like to see where that would go. It's interesting to see that Nora Allen's now going to be a series regular. And Kid Flash is leaving. So I guess they're going to see a different speedster. And we'll see how she is and as a character. And... See if she has any relations. I mean, see if there's any comparisons to um, Dawn Allen from the comic books, or see if there's any comparison even to Nora Allen in the comic books in the just that Just League storyline. So who knows? It might even borrow some elements from that. So that's it's pretty interesting. I'm kind of disappointed that Kid Flash is the actor who's played Kid Flash is leaving. I want to see more of him, and I know he's going to be in a few episodes, but I want to see more than just a few episodes, because he was pretty great, and it's kind of disappointing that he won't be around. And I was looking forward to see him in Legends of Tomorrow. I was really enjoying him in there. But I'm also glad that Elongated Man and Cecile are going to be in The Flash as, you know series regulars they're pretty fun characters and i like to see cecile develop her powers a little bit more so yeah i guess that'll be fun and i like i really like the the comedic um persona of elongated man he's very funny and i'm glad i'm gonna be able to see more of that and now we got two more news to go we have black widow is, is the movie's actually moving forward 
And they're seeking female directors, which is interesting. I really like to see what Hollywood do with that. It's it seems like it's I'm looking forward to you know this movie being made. I really want to see. I've been wanting to see a Black Widow solo movie for years, and to finally see it, to see that there is being made, is kind of heartwarming. It's, it's it's something to look forward to, and I'm excited. I really want to see a solo Black Widow movie. I was really looking forward to this, and hopefully, we get to see we get to see her origin story and. Have fun with her in there. It'll be fun. You know, I really want to see Scarlett Johansson. See how she'll, um, how she, see how she would do in a solo Black Widow movie. I really like her as Black Widow, and I'm hoping to look more into that in the future. And now the next one is to be Paramount is developing a new Ninja Turtles film, and it's gonna have a new writer, which is Andrew Dodge. I really don't. I hope that they don't. There's no. There's no news that this move. This is gonna be. This could be a sequel or the same. That's gonna follow the same continuity of the other previous two films, or is it be a new project? But I'm hoping. I'm hoping to see. I'm hoping for maybe. I wouldn't mind as a reboot or. A new. I mean, I just a new movie in the same continuity as the previous one. It's just I hope it's better than the the second one. I did like the first one, and yeah, the new Ninja Turtles movie. And the second one was kind of disappointing. It's just the story wasn't all that great. They did a terrible crying, and I didn't mind Bebop and Rocksteady. It's just it wasn't a good movie. The story was really rushed. It was pretty bad, so I'm hoping for the third one, the third Ninja Turtles movie will actually be good. We'll see what happens with that. And lastly, I want to talk about the the Predator movie that the trailer I just saw. It looks pretty interesting. I like that this is gonna be focusing on the Predator coming to the Predators coming to Earth. And we'll see what happens with that. And there's some interesting actors in there like Olivia Munn. And Michael Key is going to be in there apparently too, which is also interesting. I'm really not that familiar with the other actors. I did read who they were, but I really don't know too much about them. It looks like a fun movie. I think it's going to be pretty good maybe. I'm really looking forward to see how this movie would do. And there was like a lot of action, and I really I noticed there was like a new type of predator, which is like more of a reddish predator, and that looks pretty interesting. I really like to see what they would do with that. I don't know. This movie looks fun, and I did like Shane Black's Iron Man three. I like to see what he would do with this. You never know if he actually might make a good movie, so it might be actually kind of fun. Okay, so let's see what other news. I did actually also want to talk about the Walking Dead game that's coming out in November. I'm really looking forward to that. It seems like it's going to be a pretty fun game. I saw the, the trailer and it's going to be like a third per, like 
it's more I don't know it's more like a first person game I mean it's the filmmakers of what the game is it it's on the same makers of Payday that's where I got it from okay Payday which those con- those games are pretty fun I really have fun with those games I do like those those kind of games I'm interested what they will do with Walking Dead it looks like a very fun game we're looking forward to this. The trailer was exciting to see at E3. I really did like it. I'm hoping this will be actually a fun game. It looks kind of fun. And I also saw the Spider-Man game. That looked pretty fun. It was some interesting fighting scenes with the Sinister Six. That was that looked pretty cool. I'm hoping this will be actually a good game. It looks really fun. It's it's gonna be interesting I think we did see some interesting villains like Shocker and let's see who else no we did see some interesting villains like there was Shocker of course we saw Negative Man which is interesting and we saw Rhino, Scorpion the game looks pretty fun I really like the the fighting it looks like Arkham Knight kind of fighting style and this looks pretty fun. I really want to see what this will be. And it's at Vulture too. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I really like the design, especially Shockers. He looks pretty cool. So yeah, I really like what's going on here. I'm wondering who that character will be when Peter Part- you know, Spider-Man's like, oh, it's you at the end. So it's like, I'm wondering who that is. It looks pretty cool. Really like this. Looking forward to this and see how this game will be. There's two new comic books that came from cancellation that are coming back, and one of them is Sally is Iceman. Ugh, I really did not like that Iceman series by Cena Grace. It's gonna be written by him again, and it's like, ugh. So yeah, we gonna see gay Iceman. I really not into Iceman being gay. That's just not me. I'm gay myself, so this not it's not it's not any homophobia or anything like that. It's just to me the Iceman I always saw him as a straight character and he's still related to me, so he didn't need to be gay in order to relate to me. I still was able to relate to him as a character. I liked his personality a lot. And I don't think him being gay adds anything to it. And to be, uh, the thing is with his previous series, it was just, I mean, with Iceman written by Cena Grace, all he did was make the character about being, I mean, all he could talk about was about him being gay. And that's not a good thing. Characters shouldn't be defined by their sexuality. They should be talking about more about their personalities as who they are as a person. And if you're, if all you could talk about is is the character being gay is when you're you're failing it just doesn't that's not how it's supposed to be it's about the character's life how he interacts with people and who he is and as a mutant not i don't mind either you show your sexuality but don't make it the main focus don't insert Dakin in there because he's gay too just don't make that the main focus doesn't make any sense. Why does he have to fight a gay arch villain too? I know Dakin's bisexual, but 
seriously, let's not do that. It just doesn't make any sense. But I digress about that book. But and I'm really looking forward to this series to come back. Anyway, and the next one is Unstoppable Was. That series is coming back, and I'm liking. I'm glad that that series is coming back. I'm more excited for that one than Iceman, because Iceman it's not that fun. But Unstoppable Was was really a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was it was something really fun, and it was something I'm 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 it's something I'm really looking forward to. And they also are gonna bring the new writer to. I mean, not new writer. They also gonna bring back the writer they previously had, Jeremy Whiteley. I mean Whitley, which is pretty fun. I mean, I'm really excited that he's returning to the series, and they're also gonna have. Uh, they're gonna have a new artist, which is Gurihi, whatever. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sorry, I butchered it. So, oh, Guru, I guess that's how you say. It. I'm not sure, but it's they're gonna have the girl, ages a girl, are back in this series, which is pretty fun. I like to see what they'll do with those girls. They were pretty fun characters, and I like to see what they do with. Agent of girl, you know, and maybe you should have like a male character in the team too. Who knows? That would be pretty fun. I mean, just because the, the team is called girls, I mean, you can't have a male character in there. And it would be interesting if they have transgender character who was a male that is a female, you know, a transgender character part of the team. I would like to see that. I mean, that would be fun and interesting. They should do something like that. That would be a very cool, interesting concept. But whatever with that. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this series. I'm hoping, I'm glad this actually came back. It was really good. And I was kind of disappointed when it was canceled. And I'm glad that it's back and get to read more stories. And Nadia is a, such a great character. I like to see more of her. So I'm happy that series actually came back. Okay, so that's about it with the news. I know there's a lot of news. Sorry about that. I'll make sure I'll do the podcast more often and try to get this thing up to date. That was a lot of stuff to talk about. And now I'm going to be talking about the solo movie. And what I did think of it. So I'm going to be talking about it right now. I actually enjoyed this movie a lot. It was really fun. There was a lot of great things on it. I think I think I really I really enjoyed this movie. It was really fun to see about Solo. His character. What was his past all about. And how he became the character from that point. To the point that he was in the in the in the original trilogy is like it's it was a very cool build up to his character of how he became the person that we all know, and that was pretty interesting to see that happen in this movie, and it was fun. I really enjoyed it. There were some fun moments with I with Chewbacca. It was fun moments with Lando. I really did like. The 
moments with Lando and L3. They have very fun interactions. I didn't see any romantic thing that people are talking about. I don't know. I just didn't see it. I just don't see it as the romance that everyone else has probably seen. I don't particularly see it. I just see it as two friends who actually care about each other. That's about it. And I did like I did like the raw emotion that Lando, the actor, Daniel Glover played as Lando. How the emotion he pulled out as feeling grief for the for L three dying. I did like seeing that and it was pretty interesting that kind of shows that he cared about the character. I mean the droid and the droid was like a good friend of his and they had they had a good friendship with between the two characters. And I did like the relationship with Han Solo and Kira. That she was also a pretty fun character. I did like Kira a lot too. And it was interesting seeing how that the the dynamic of that relationship developed towards throughout the whole movie. It was pretty fun. I did not like there's a few things I did not like where how Han Solo got his name. I thought it was okay, but it doesn't make much sense to me. Whatever. At least he made an explanation there and I guess I will just take it as it is. But yeah, you really don't ever get to find out what's his real name, but whatever. It's, it's, I guess it was a tongue in cheek moment that doesn't make much sense. But I digress with that. I'll let that go. But overall, it was a fun movie, I think. There was, I also didn't think I would see Darth Maul in the movie. That was pretty interesting. And I'm wondering what that would develop to, to see. What's going to happen in that movie? I really don't know. It seemed pretty interesting to me. I see what happened with that. Too bad I wanted to see more of that. I mean, too bad we didn't get to see enough as it is with Darth Maul. But let's see what happens with that. I know he did die in Star Wars Rebels. I was hoping to see more Darth Maul after, after I saw what happened in Star Wars Rebels. And I'm glad I did get to see something in Solo. So... Now we get to connect the points and see where Solo takes place. And obviously it does take place before Rebels, but it's interesting to see how that happens. And I like to see more of Darth Maul eventually. He's one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe. And I'm excited to see him in this movie. Let's see what else can I can talk about from this movie. I really like the friendship that that Han Solo and Chewbacca grew up to. I really like how they met. It was pretty interesting to see that the friendship went from fighting each other to actually saving each other and they actually developed a great friendship. I really like that. It was interesting to see how did Han Solo obtain the Millennium Falcon. That was pretty fun. And it was fun to see Solo meet Lando for the first time. That was pretty fun. It was overall a great movie. I really did enjoy it. I think I'll give this around like maybe a, uh, around 7.5 to 8. Around there. I really don't know 
an exact number for me, but it was a pretty fun movie. There wasn't much that happened. It was interesting. I did like the... I think that was... And also, another interesting thing was the Cloud Riders. I wanted to see more of that. That was pretty interesting. I want to see what that develops to. I noticed that that was pretty interesting what they what they had the characters that were in that movie. It was a pretty interesting concept and I did like the story that was explained there, but I wanted to see more, so I'm hoping to see more of that. So it was pretty fun. And apparently there were apparently the Cloud Riders originated from 1977 Star Wars Legends comic. Star Wars Star Wars 9, the showdown on Wasteland World, which is pretty interesting, I guess. I'll see what that is in more detail. So yeah, that was pretty interesting. I did like what this this movie... I did did find Kira pretty interesting, because she wasn't fully good, and she wasn't fully bad. It seemed like she was a conflicting character, and that's pretty interesting to see that. And I would like to see where she goes as a character. I'd like to see her grow a little bit more. And see what her motives are with Darth Maul. I really don't know what her motives are. It was kind of unexpected that she portrayed Han Solo. I was really not expecting that. And I was expecting to see something else. Expecting her to, you know, side with Han Solo. But you didn't see that. Which is kind of interesting. But overall, this was a very fun movie. I did I did like the characters that were in it. It was pretty fun. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't too complex. It wasn't too many story. I mean, too much things. But it was still fun. It didn't really add anything that much. It was still a fun movie. The actors did a good job. I, I did have fun with it a lot. It was interesting to see the 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 female actress from Westworld play her character. It was fun to see Woody Harrison play his character. So overall, it was a very fun movie. I really very much enjoyed it. I really like what they did in that movie. Okay, so now I'm going to be talking about the comic books I've read during this week. It's going to be a lot. So it's gonna be since it was from two weeks. Um, so it'll be from it's gonna be May twenty third and May thirtieth. So first, I'm gonna be talking about the Marvel books I've read during that week. First book I'm gonna be talking about is Spider Man and Deadpool, number thirty three. This was um yeah number thirty three. I did like this book a lot. It was pretty interesting to see. It's about Peter Parker's parents. They build this robot in the past. It was it was interesting to see that develop in this book. It was pretty fun. I mean, they enjoy the the comedy here and this story that they were showing. It was really funny seeing Man Deadpool. Being annoying as heck with all these characters. It's just, it was pretty fun. And Master Mold was, I don't know, he was pretty interesting, I guess. It was interesting to know about who this character is. 
and what's his game plan or his goal. It just got really weird and it was kind of gross seeing <laughs> Craven merge with uh, the Deadpool um, bots. That was kind of gross looking. I was really, it was a really fun book. I really much enjoyed it. I'm really, I'm continuing to like this Spider-Man and Deadpool. I really like it more than the actual Spider-Man series and Deadpool series itself. I've been having more fun with Spider-Man and Deadpool than those particular series. And I'm interested to see how Peter Parker will react now that he find out that his parents made Master Mode. So. I mean, Master Matrix. Sorry about that. Master Matrix. So, yeah. It's it's a pretty interesting storyline. I just see how this develops. Next book I want, I'm going to talk about is Dr. Offer number 20. It was a pretty interesting book. This book, was, this issue was okay. We noticed that Dr. Offer's been in, like, a, some prison planet. So, Yeah. I want to see what the hell this is all about. It seems kind of interesting. It's not really a prison plan. It's actually a prison ship. But yeah, she's in some type of prison, and and this we see how she gets fights other criminals that's stuck in there, and how she's teaming up with people. It's pretty interesting, and I like to see how this goes. Uh, this develops a little bit more, and I'll see where this goes. There really wasn't really much in this issue. It's just her interacting with different people. I really don't know what the story would develop to. It seems kind of interesting. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad. And there's also gonna be Sana Staros. It's also gonna be in the next issue, and I like to see what. What happened with Alpha and Sana? I was kind of disappointed. I didn't see Sana and Solo, but that's okay. I guess you'll see that her in the future in the movies someday. But we'll see what happens with that. Okay, the next book I want to talk about is Star Wars number forty-eight. That was pretty fun. I did like this story a lot. I mean, it was pretty fun to see this. There's this character that was pretending to be, you know, the guy impersonating one of the people from the Empire. It was fun seeing that. They watching a play. It was it was pretty. The comedy was really fun, and we do get to see a sad moment with Lee Carr. It was it was kind of sad to see that happen. I did read the next issue too. I did enjoy that. So I know what happens. I know that the 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 character ends up dying, and they have a new leader. And he didn't want to work with Princess Leia at first, but then he started. He decided to work with her, and now they have to actually fight off the Empire in a war. And I wonder what would go on with that character. I mean, with the Mon 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 Carla, but. We'll see what happens with the war, and, and I don't know. I'll see if they're they're have an interesting take on that. But I still had fun with it. It was both of these 
Star Wars number 48 and 49 were actually pretty fun. I really enjoyed those issues. And I think Gillian is doing a pretty good job on this Star Wars. Next up is X-Men Gold number 29. Yeah, X-Men Gold number 29. It's also pretty fun. I really did enjoy this particular issue. It was alright. I mean, we got to see... <clears throat> we got to see... Uh, the X-Men fight off the Sentinel, the Sentinel character and the person that he's working with. And I really like the development of Storm being the new, this new Thor. She finally has a hammer and it was interesting to see she has a new Meteor. And that's pretty fun. I did like that. And it was kind of quick on how they did solve this. That was the only disappointing part. That they rushed this particular storyline just for the wedding, but it's whatever. I did have fun with it. It was very enjoyable. At least you get to see have fun interactions with these characters, and that was about it. So yeah, I did really enjoy X Men Gold number twenty eight and twenty nine. Those were both fun. The next book I want to talk about is Spider Gwen. Number 32. That was also fun. I really did enjoy that issue. And there was a really funny joke. In Spider-Gwen. I really did. It was about. Uh, let me just go to it. And see if I can. See. Find it. This was a really fun book. I really did enjoy it. There were some cool interactions with. It was interesting to see. Spider-Gwen interact with. It was it was interesting to see Spider Gwen interact with Matt Murdock, and I'm glad they actually did kill him off. But I want to, I do want to see more of him in the future. I'm hoping that maybe he'll probably bring him back alive and see the character continue to grow and develop. Maybe put him in the six one six universe and just tear the actual the Matt Murdock from that universe up. I'll be some great interaction to see. Earth 65 with Matt Murdock with Earth 616 uh, Matt Murdock. I would like to see those two characters interact. And there's a lot of great storyline potential for that, I think. But this is a pretty interesting story. And I would like to see this where this goes. Now that everyone knows. I mean, the whole Spider, I mean, Gwen Stacy revealed her identity to the public. And they're actually calling her Spider-Gwen, which is kind of interesting to see how that happens. And it was kind of weird, and I was not expecting that. And the, the joke that was in Spider-Gwen that I, that I want to talk about, which was pretty funny. It's It was pretty funny dialogue. I wanted to read it. It's like, okay, look, that's all great, Gwen. But, I mean... Okay, look, that's all great, Gwen. It really, really is. But I think we're all waiting for us, for you to give us the great big old butt. And then that's what Mary Jane says. And then Betty Brand says, I know I am. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Which is was pretty funny. I thought that was hilarious. I just didn't think that was, I didn't expect that. But that was really fun. I really like that dialogue. So yeah. That was actually my favorite joke of the on the book. So yeah, this is pretty fun. 
And it's in, I wanted to see what would happen with Spider Gwen and the Venom symbiote now that she says she could control it. And we'll see what happens with the people knowing that who she is uh, that Spider uh, Spider Woman is Gwen Stacy. I'd like to see how that grow, how that that develops. And now I want to talk about the independent publishers. I want to talk about the other publishers right as of right now. I did like I have enjoyed The Walking Dead, The Walking Dead number one hundred and eighty. That was a really fun issue. It was interesting to see how the New World Order is organizing things, and it's cool to see Michonne with her daughter figuring this place out, and she's. They setting her up to be a lawyer. It was pretty cool. They finally get to the New World Order people finally get to meet up with Rick and they talk about how they organize classes and the leader did wanted to talk to Rick on how Governor Pamela that's her name. She wanted to see if you know Rick could agree with their their hierarchy on their classes like low class middle class and high class she believes in that and rick doesn't it was cool to see how that works out and we we haven't get to see the full extent of it i guess there's more talk about that they don't agree with it and i mean they don't agree with each other's thoughts on how the world should be it was interesting to see that we'll see what happens with these two characters and how they interact in the future. It was a pretty fun issue. I really did like it. There are some great moments with Dwight too. With this new girl. This new love interest that he has. And we'll see what how that develops. I'm, I'm really interested to see how this story grows. The next one I'm going to want to talk about is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 83. This was another good issue. I really did enjoy this one. It was... It was the Ninja Turtles talking to the Mammoth. They had some great interactions. It was also some great action. How they was fighting him. And I did like that Michelangelo is the one that actually was the smart one. Showing how to actually defeat this. To defeat mam- the Mammoth. You wouldn't expect it, Michelangelo to be intelligent. And he can be. A, he does have his intelligent moments sometimes. And he's not complete. He's not a complete idiot, and I do like seeing that more. I mean, I was really excited to see that happen, for him to take charge and see what he can do to defeat this this character. It was really fun seeing that. I did like the conflict with April and Baxter. That was pretty fun too. So yeah, I'm interested what this storyline would take. There were some moments, some cool moments with the purple dragons and the foot. That was interesting. And um, overall, it was a pretty fun book. I really enjoyed it. I really did like it. And I'm hoping to see what the what would the Rat King and the Ninja will do in the next issue. The next issue I want to talk about is Kiss and the Army of Darkness, number four. That was also a fun book. I did, I did find it pretty enjoyable i wasn't sure i wasn't gonna enjoy this series until now the fourth issue was really where it picked up for me it was pretty fun i did enjoy it there was some great action scenes with the kiss fighting evil ash and evil sheila 
It was pretty fun. I really did like this a lot. And I'm hoping to see what what will be in the next issue. Now that the issues will be in the present time. And see where the, that develops there. It was pretty fun. I really did enjoy this. Yeah, it was more of an action issue. But the dialogue was great. It was pretty funny. And I really did enjoy it. It was pretty cool. Okay, so... Now I'm going to be talking about the DC titles, which is a lot. I hope you can bear with me to go through this, but here it goes. Okay, first let me talk about The Flash number 47. This one was okay. There wasn't that much. I know there's been a lot of talk about this, but I'm kind of behind, so bear with me with that. I haven't read the other issues, but this has been pretty okay. Um, I see that. I see the... The Rogues from the Future. It was an okay issue. I didn't I didn't mind it too much. And it seemed like the they were going after Wally West and the Flash. It was it was interesting. And I did like that Iris took charge and she stopped them from fighting and it was it was a cool dialogue and interactions with these characters. It was a pretty fun book. I'm looking forward to what would happen in the next issue. And I've already heard about it, but it's whatever. <laughs> I'll just let it go. The next issue I want to talk about is Silence, the Silencer number five. I also had fun with this. I've been liking this series a lot. It's been pretty fun. It's my favorite series that's been going on from the Metal spinoffs. I've been liking this the, more than all the other ones. I have this, there's, there's a few that I have been liking, but. So far, I'm liking Silencer a lot. And there's some great interaction with Deathstroke and the Silencer. That was also been pretty interesting. And we get to know more about them. Like what their history is with these two characters. And it's pretty interesting to see how that goes. And I was... I didn't... And... <clears throat> It was also interesting to see more interactions with the Silencer and Tyla. That was also cool. I'll see how this goes. That was really unexpected that Deathstroke was in the background, you know, as as the Silencer and Tyla actually start talking. And it was interesting. I was wondering. I'm wondering to see how this goes. I'm really looking forward to the next issue. It's really, it's a really fun, interesting book. The next one I'm gonna be talking about is the Terrifics number four. That was pretty fun. I really did enjoy that issue, and I think this series is picking up. I really did like the interactions with Plastic Man and Metamorpho. They're they're neck and neck with each other, and that was, it was pretty funny to see them interact with each other. I really liked the. the the bond that they have, even though it isn't that much of a bond, they're like arguing with each other. But it seems like that's how they get along with each other. It was pretty fun. They throw banter at each other. It's, I like the comedy a lot, and I did like the interactions with Mister Terrific and Metamorpho. Metamorpho was really well written in this particular issue, and it was fun to see Plastic Man interact with um, Phantom Girl. Overall, the dial—I mean, the interactions we hear were very fun and exciting, and I did like it. I'm hoping to see how this continues to develop. I wonder what will happen when 
fancy girl goes she's gonna she apparently goes to her planet and she's that everything has changed and she's she was released apparently she was stuck in that place that she was in for quite a long time a very it says this is seven she's been there for 32 years so yeah it's interesting to see what would happen in the next issue i would like to see what would happen there another issue i want to talk about is wonder woman number 47 and i want to talk about the annual i've read the annual as well number two see so yeah wonder woman number 47 it was it was it was pretty interesting i did enjoy it too and we see we see wonder woman fight supergirl and that was pretty cool to see them fight the fighting scenes were pretty cool and it was cool it was good how wonder woman was able to fight supergirl off and i did like that you get to find to get to see that um wonder woman finds about finds out about the dark gods and it goes into the next issue the annual and that was also a good issue i did enjoy that too it was with the star sapphires and it was pretty cool to see wonder woman fight the the dark god of love in the the dark god of love in the in this in this annual issue it was pretty fun I did enjoy it. How is this show? How woman, Wonder Woman, actually show the power of love, and how she's a. I did like that they did keep off keep the history that did happen in Black Knights, so they wove that into the the new continuity, and did like how they pull that off. But this is a really good issue. The the artistic. Um, direction and this was really well done too. It was pretty fun. I really did like this a lot. I really did enjoy this, these two particular issues. And I'm hoping to see what will happen with more with Wonder Woman and the Dark Gods that she's fighting right now. Another one I want to talk about is Aquaman and Jabberjaw. Number one special. Yes, this this is a special issue. It was pretty fun. I did like it a lot. It was pretty cool how they fit the Jabberjar characters and Jabberjar himself into the DC universe. It was pretty cool. It was like it was like a far future kind of thing. That was fun. I was really I was really having fun with this. It was it was very funny too. And it was cool seeing Jabberjar doing his yeah 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 kind of thing that he always does it was funny i did enjoy this it was it was also not just all funny in here there was also some serious stuff it was cool how they mentioned c lab into this and how they do it in here it was and java jar i mean it was cool to see aquaman as a celebrity like he was in a he was just a cartoon show in the far future so it was interesting to see how things are in here. It was a pretty fun book. I really did enjoy it a lot. So yeah, next one I want to talk about is Bane Conquest number 11. That's also kind of fun. It's, it seems so the next issue will be the final one. I'm looking forward to that. But here was a really cool moment with Bane working with his team 
go against Cobra, and it was interesting to see how they how they trick Cobra into yeah how they tricked them and. We also get to find out there's a traitor in Bane's team, and we—it was something we—it was someone we didn't expect. Even Bane thought got the wrong person, and he ends up killing one of the wrong person instead. Well, he ends up breaking his back. He got the wrong person instead. It wasn't Farday; it was somebody else. So it's interesting to see that Bane even got fooled into this, but. We'll see what happens in the next issue. It was, it was a exciting issue. I did enjoy it. The next issue I'm going to talk about is is the Batman prelude to the wedding. It's with Robin, Damian, Wayne. This was he was versus Rajah Ghul. That one was this one was pretty fun. I did enjoy it a lot. And it was pretty interesting to see. It was like something. It was like a vision, though. It was, wasn't really the character wasn't really there. It was. It was like a Catwoman. Damien was fighting Catwoman and Batman's son. It was interesting. His name was Ion, and too bad it was just an illusion. It wasn't an actual character, but I did like the design a lot. And the design was really well done. It was just an actual character. You know, it could have been a cool idea. Just like. Maybe <laughs> Tyler would found or Rajagul found a way to uh, steal the DNA of Catwoman and Batman and just merge it together, and make a new character. That would have been really cool, and I would like to see that. But it wasn't that; it was just an illusion. So it was pretty cool to see Damien interact with Rajagul, and he wanted to remind them of who he actually is and what Batman made him the person that he is today so it was pretty cool to see that and i did like catwoman interact with damien it was pretty fun i did i did like their interaction them getting along so overall it was pretty fun i really did like this so yeah so the next issue i want to be talking about is i did really enjoy black lightning hong kong fully special number one that's also pretty fun. I really did like this. It was interesting how they embedded Hong Kong fully into the into the DC universe. It was pretty interesting. It wasn't it wasn't like the new fifty two continuity, but it was a DC continuity. So it was interesting how they fit it in there. It was cool to see. Black Lightning and Target Hong Kong Fui. I really did enjoy this. This was a really very fun issue. I really did like how they woven the characters into there. And they had some cool backstory. It was very fun. I really did enjoy this. It it very it felt like Iron Fist. So it was pretty fun to see that. I really did enjoy this issue. It was it was cool. There was a lot of lore and a bunch of backstory that I wouldn't expect it to see in this book. That's why I really enjoy these Hannibal Barrera crossovers with the DC Universe. It's just cool concept how they how they put the these Hannibal Barrera characters into the DC Universe. They do such a good job with it, and it doesn't make it off-putting it's a great crossovers 
I really did enjoy this one. And I did enjoy even the next one. I did enjoy Flash and Speed Buggy too. That one was really fun. That one was with... It apparently had Savitar. And it had some other like reverse Speed Buggy. And (laughs) it was pretty cool seeing that. I did like this a lot. It was a pretty fun issue seeing Wally West interact with the Speed Bucky character. And I, and I thought it was cool that it was just a character that Wally West knew. That that he knew in the past. And it was pretty cool how they fit into the DC Universe. This one was actually in the New 52 Universe. Where you could say Rebirth, whatever you want to call it. But it was pretty fun. I did I did enjoy this a lot. I'm hoping to actually see more of these characters. I would like to see that. I would like to see the Hannibal Bear characters to be in the DCverse besides being in these specials. It was fun. It was cool to see Savitar finally in this in the, in the this new continuity. I was not expecting to see Savitar. It's interesting to see him in here. But Overall, this was, was a pretty fun book. I really enjoyed it. So, Flash's Speed Buggy Special Number 1 was also pretty fun. Now, I want to talk about another, the other Hannah Bearer special, which was Super Sons and Dynamite Special Number 1. This one was okay. I mean, I had fun with it, but I didn't have it as much fun as the others. This one had a good origin story of how... About how Blue Falcon Dynamite came to be. That was really interesting. I just liked it a lot. And I like how. how I liked how Blue Falcon and Dynamite was part of the Batman Incorporated. It was pretty fun. I did enjoy that. It's just that. I didn't like that. That. I didn't like how Blue Falcon and Dynamite. Was. They ended up. They ended up killing off. Blue Falcon and he comes back alive at the end so quickly. I just didn't understand that. Like, why is the point of killing a character off and then bringing them back alive and just all in one issue? It's just too compact in. And I didn't like that. So it just kept the characters alive and didn't have to do this whole sadness moment of killing these characters off and bringing them back alive and the, by the issue's end. But, so yeah, it was kind of, didn't make much sense of it, but there was some great interactions with Superboy and, and Damien. It was over, overall fun. I did like the, I did, it was, it was fun, but it wasn't as fun as the other ones. So yeah, it was kind of disappointing to see the characters fight and die and then come back in one, all in one issue. But it was still fun. I did enjoy it a lot. So next up is going to be Doomsday Clock number number 5. This was also kind of fun. I did enjoy it. It, was, it wasn't much that did happen in this issue. But it was interesting. I did enjoy it. There was some more interactions. You get to see... What happens with the with the Superman theory and 
You can see with Firestorm, Killer Frost. It was a different Killer Frost. It wasn't it wasn't Caitlyn, which is also pretty interesting. I wasn't expecting that. But overall was this was this was pretty good. I did enjoy it. So we got to see Superman and Lois Lane. I was not expecting to see more of that. And there's a lot to be discovered in here. It was more about the superheroes looking for other places to live. Now that everyone is finding out about them. Because there's been some theory about the government created these characters. These people with superpowers. And... It's just interesting to see how that develops and I'm wondering how this will go now that that they have bumped into Joker and we'll see what Joker does with these characters. The the, the two mind characters that's in here now. So I'll see what how this develops. It's it's cool. I really like what's going on in Doomsday Clock. It's it's been turning out to be a pretty good series. Next up is Green Arrow Annual Number Two. This takes place in the. This is a Times and Old Justice. This is also really fun. It it takes place before No Justice, and then at the end, it takes place during and and after. It fast forwards it at the end, but it's interesting to see how this this issue connects to where Green Arrow takes place in in this in this storyline and i think i really am looking forward to green arrow now now that when julie and sean benson take over because they plan to take over pretty soon they haven't taken over yet but i'm really looking forward to it because i really did like how they wrote green arrow it's really it's really well done they really put him in character and they did put his flaws as a liar. How uh, he usually lies to people, like in the TV series, and he's not really good at it. And you get to see how he's used to that, and you get to see the flaw in the character in here. And you you see how he actually is loving, caring, but his biggest flaw is lying to people. And he does what it takes to do that. But it was pretty well done. I did enjoy it. They did show him caring about Black Canary. And how much he loves her. That was really cool. And I really did like the interaction with with him and Batgirl. That was really fun. That was not something I was expecting to see. But it was still fun. And... It was cool how they wove into how they wove in this into the No Justice storyline. So yeah, the next issue I'm gonna be talking about is just you No know, Justice number four. I didn't enjoy this too much. It was okay. It didn't conclude that well because they mo- they mostly rushed it, but it was still kind of okay. It was kind of good, I guess I can say. I did like the interactions, but they didn't do much with the storyline. I was kind of disappointed about that. I didn't like that they rushed this because I wanted to see more of this these assemble of characters work together, interact, and and you would not expect to see these 
you know, these people who were villains and now they act like hero like characters. Like you wouldn't have seen Sinestro or Harley Quinn and work with these characters or not even Lobo or Deathstroke and Lex Luthor. That would have been it would have been more interesting to see more interactions, more working together, fighting. It's just that you didn't get enough out of these four issues. They really did rush it and I would like to see how this develops. I know they come with new teams. And I did read the first issue of Justice League as well. Justice League number one. I did enjoy that. That was pretty interesting as well. I think Scott Snyder can do. He has the potential to do a good job. I'm just not so sure about it as of yet. So I'm I'm kind of okay with this particular issue. It was it was kind of rushed, but they did with the best that they can. I think the art looks great. I did like Francis Menopole's art in in No Justice. I also have been liking George Jimenez's art as no, it's not George Jimenez. In the in the first issue of Justice League, I it was okay. It was interesting to see how it develops the team. It's interesting to see uh, Martian Manhunter interact with with the team, how he how he organizes the team, and and I'm liking how to see this new team work together. I want to see more of it. It's pretty cool, and I want to see how this how the storyline continues to develop. It's interesting to see how Lex Luthor talks with Bands of Savage, see what their plan is, but. So far, it's been okay. I don't know how this is going to be. But it is interesting to see how the Justice League work together and see how they unfolds. But overall, it's still a fun book. I think these two books were okay. Okay, the artist was Jim, was Jim Chong, which was... His art was okay. It wasn't that bad. I did like it. I did really much enjoy it. Okay, so the next book is to be... Raven, Daughter of Darkness, number five. This is pretty fun. I did enjoy this issue too. It was pretty interesting to see Raven find about find out about this project. I mean, this project that's been going on with. Apparently, you find out that Trigon and this agency has been making more kids with their powers. I mean, it's been making special kids, and they haven't been. That successful as Raven. They said that Raven was the only one as successful, and that's what they're experimenting, doing testing with Raven and her mother, and see why it was so successful. So it's interesting to see that. And then there was this court case with um, one of Raven's friends, who who are her. Guarding had recently, I think her mother had recently died and there's no one to take care of her. But it seems like the teacher and, you know, the people want to take care of her, but she has to live with her grandmother. Yeah, she has to live with a relative that lives in another state. It's a cousin, apparently, but we have to see the court case how it goes with that it's kind of sad but I really did enjoy this issue and 
it's interesting to see the different these different beings that's helping Raven fight Trigon. And we see what the that actually develops to in the next issue. So I'm really looking forward to it. We really have fun. And the next one is gonna be Man of Steel number one and two. I read the first two issues. This is gonna be the last issue. This is gonna be the last book I'm be talking about. I really had fun with those two. I think Bendis is finally getting back to his groove. I think his writing is is developing back to normal. I think he's doing a very well done job with Superman. He really gets into the character. I really like that he's using Superman's actual flaw, which is anger issues. And he really does show it in the second issue. And I really like that because Dan Jurgens and Peter Tomasi, Patrick Leeson, they did... They did do good, good Superman, but it was putting in like the, the perfect and and uh, like the goody two shoes kind of Superman. Like nothing is wrong with him, and it's just flaws. I mean, there's no flaws. And in here, Ben is actually gives him the flaw, and I really enjoy that kind of flaw. About him having a little bit of anger issues, and he's stressed out. There's something that's stressing him out, and we don't know what it is. It's something to do with. It probably has something to do with Lois Lane and Jonathan Kent. So we'll see. I'll see what happens in the next issue. I haven't read it yet, but I did enjoy these first two issues. It's an interesting backstory with this new villain that they have in here, and it was pretty cool to see you know Clark Kent in, in his office and interacting with the Daily, the Daily Bugle characters. You know, like Perry White. But it was pretty fun. I really did like this issue. And I think Bendis is going to write a really well Superman. I was not really expecting it. But I think he has the potential to write a good Superman series. And this was really fun. I did enjoy it. I was not expecting it. So I think people should look look into it. and, And have fun with it. So overall, these issues were pretty fun. So yeah, that's about that's all the books I've read so far. And we'll talk, I know I did. I noticed I did talk about some books that came out in the weeks after because I noticed I did read the continuation as I was talking about this. So I decided to talk about them anyway. So I hope you were okay with that. Overall, I hope you guys did enjoy this podcast. And hopefully, I'm still looking for a co-host. And we'll see how this goes. I still had, I kind of had mixed feelings about the last podcast. So I'm not so sure if you'll ever see his next co-host again. But that'll be, I guess that'll be okay with just me by myself from now on. We'll see how this goes in the future. And I'm still looking for a co-host. So if anybody is still interested to join this podcast, just email me at ultimateawesomeness520 at gmail.com. Just email me there and I'll give you a Discord link and we'll discuss this potential podcast thing that's been going on. So I hope you guys really enjoy this and 
have fun with this podcast. Next podcast, I'm going to be talking about Incredibles 2. And then the podcast after that, I'm going to be talking about Luke Cage. So look forward to that. those, those two podcasts coming up. And hopefully I'll catch up to comic books in the next two weeks or so because I'm going to be in vacation time. So I'm definitely going to have more more of a opportunity here and it's going to be kind of fun. So yeah, I'm going to be have I'm going to have time to actually catch up this time. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. So I'll talk to you guys and see you then. All right? Later.